there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. Well, it's good to see all of you and it's good that we are able to meet in small groups uh, just to share the word of God. You know, the church grows big enough to serve you but small enough to know you. And so we encourage everybody to be part of a small group. A small group is very, very important because as the church grows big, you realize that meeting the needs of a big church will only happen when people belong to a small group. Because it will get to a place where it's a small group that will attend your wedding. It's a small group that will stand with you when you're going through you know, a difficult time. Because if we have 50 weddings, all of us cannot be on those, in those weddings at the same time. Or you have uh, 50 or 100 or 1,000 dedications of houses or cars. I mean, we can be in all those things at the same time. It will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Yeah, so it's, it's important for you to belong to a small group. And more than that, it's so that you can grow. You can have a family that you can be able to, to be accountable to. And you can grow. They can stand with you, pray with you. You can share the word of God together, you know, share your challenges together. And it's very, very important because that is what will make you to grow spiritually. Amen. Now, I want us to read a scripture so that we can get into prayer. Remember, we are still praying. Uh, we are still seeking the face of God. I want to ask Faith Owana to read for me this scripture because um, she is very eloquent. Matthew chapter 14, uh, but not more than Pastor Dennis. Anyway, but Matthew <laughs> chapter 14, verse uh, 22, <laughs> she says, I accept. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to verse 20 to verse 33, I believe. Okay. Matthew 14, 22, it says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Now when, the, now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and, be and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. That's up to 30. Up to 33. Up to 33. <laughs> Sorry, it continued 31. Mm. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Wow. You remember our pilot scripture. We are praying First Corinthians. You know, chapter 1, from verse 1. And Paul is speaking some profound things there to the church. And one of the things he spoke to the church was peace. And we've been looking at peace. Now, if you are not in the um, lunchtime prayer meetings, uh, prayer meeting rather, I will encourage you to watch what we were praying about. We were praying about peace. And we were looking at the story of Jesus when he was in the boat. And a storm came. Now, when you look at that story and this one, they are almost similar in a way. In, in Mark chapter 4, Jesus was in the boat when the storm showed up, you know, to buffet the boat that the disciples were in. But in this story, the disciples were in the boat, but Jesus was not in that boat. Now, when you look at that story in Mark chapter 4 and you look at this story, it has... These two stories have some similarities. And I want to just throw them to you quickly. Because today we want to look at Peter versus peace. And we are going to pray. 
Amen. Amen. So the first thing we, we see in this story is the sending. We are seeing that Jesus sent, you know, the disciples to go to the other side. But he did not go with them. He sent them to go to the other side, but him, he went to pray. That's why prayer is very powerful. Prayer is amazing. And I believe one of the reasons why, you know, Jesus was not shaken by the storm that was shaking the disciples is because he was coming from a place of prayer. And I believe that when we come out of these 21 days of prayer, Amen. nothing will shake us. Amen. Nothing will trouble our hearts. Amen. Nothing will trouble our minds in the name of Jesus. So he sent them. He sent them to go the way Jesus has sent us through the Great Commission to be able to go and preach the gospel. Secondly, which is similar to what we see in Mark chapter 4, is the storm. The storm came. The Bible says in verse 24, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, and it was being tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. They were trying to move, but the wind was against them. They were trying to get to the other side, because Jesus told them, you get to the other side, I'll meet you there. But it was impossible for them to do so, because the wind was against them. Number three is the stress. We are seeing the stress. And in this story, it was double stress. The first stress was... They were afraid that they were going to drown. Because if you're in the middle of the sea, you know some of you have never been to a sea. You have only been to uh, the water in the, in the trough. That's, that's, that's how deep you have been as far as water is concerned. But if you're in the middle of a sea, you cannot see the shore. You cannot see land. And here, you know, you are in this particular place in the middle of nowhere, and this storm is against you. So they were afraid of drowning. They were afraid, they were afraid of drowning, rather. And, and the Bible says they were in the middle and they were being tossed by the waves. So even if you decide to swim, you can't actually see where you're going. Because also swimming, you can get tired, you know. And maybe also there are sharks. You know, they can make lunch out of you. Oh, let's not talk about food. <laughs> So the, the first stress we see, they were afraid of drowning because they were in the middle of the sea. The second stress that we see is in verse 26. That while they were, you know, in this situation, they are struggling, you know, to keep afloat, to keep their boat afloat. They are, they are struggling to survive. Something appears. And that is Jesus. The Bible says in verse 26, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, Jesus comes walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. So the stress was caused by, you know, the wind that was contrary to them and also this image that is appearing in the middle of all this chaos. And this person is walking on water. Even if you are strong, you'll be shaken. I'm telling you, that was a source of stress for these guys. So they were troubled. They were troubled. Then number four is the Savior. I've already mentioned, is the Savior who is Jesus, the Prince of Peace. You know, he immediately calmed their fears. How did he do that? Number one, he gave them assurance. Matthew chapter 14, verse 27. He said, be of good cheer. It is I. It is I. Do not be afraid. I think you will want to hear such words when you are in the middle of the sea. Please, I'm not talking about being in the middle of a trough full of water. I'm talking about in the middle of the sea. You can't see the shore. You can't see land. I mean, you know you are going to die. And all of a sudden, you hear God's voice telling you, be of good cheer. Be encouraged. Do not be afraid. I've got your back. I am with you. I mean, that will introduce a lot of peace, you know, in your heart. He gave them assurance. He knew they were stressed. He knew they were going, you know, they were going down. He knew what they were going through. They were not going to sort it out by their own strength. And some of them were professional fishermen, so I'm sure they knew how to swim. But Jesus knew these guys, if I don't give them assurance, they are going down. And then secondly, something that he did that was very powerful. He walked on the storm that was threatening their lives. Can you believe it? Yeah, these guys are in the boat and they are afraid. They have something that is supposed to help them, you know, stay afloat. Yet the thing that they are putting their faith in was also not working for them. You know, they were going down. They were going to drown. 
And yet Jesus comes walking on the very thing that threatens to drown their lives. In other words, Jesus was not affected by the storm. You see, when we call him the Prince of Peace, that is what it means. That he is not affected by some of the circumstances and the challenges that threaten to take us down. He literally walked on the storm. Verse 28 to 29, the Bible says, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, because I'm not sure, I might be hallucinating. If it is you, you see, when, when you're going through some, some things and you're panicking, you're not sure what you're seeing. You know, Jesus might be coming, but you think it is a ghost. He said, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, this thing that we are struggling with, I can see that you have managed to stay above it. So command me to come out of this boat because this boat is not helping. I want to come and walk on water and be where you are. And what did Jesus say? He said, come. And when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus. Me, I love Peter. I like his attitude. I mean, he walked on water. You know, even if he sank, at least he walked on water. If you think it is not <laughs> a miracle, try the water in the trough. Try, try and walk on the water in the trough. And then tomorrow come and testify and tell us how it was. So the, the, the storm was raging. I mean, the wind was buffeting the boat. But Peter, after, you know, reaching out to Jesus, he was able to walk on water. But this is the thing that I want you to understand. Peter became a major player in this storm. Jesus was the major player here, but Peter also became a major player in this storm. He aggressively stepped out of the boat, forced himself into this story in a positive manner so that he may experience what Jesus was experiencing. You need to understand that there are things, like, like what I said in the afternoon today, that peace will not drop on your lap. You have to fight for it. If you're going to walk, if you're going to experience peace above your storms, you must be aggressive. Yeah. If, if, if Jesus is walking on water, then I should also walk on water. If Jesus is able to walk on top, on, on top of a stormy sea, I should also be able to walk on top, on top of a stormy, seat, a, a stormy sea. And so Jesus, Peter here is aggressive. He's so aggressive. He's not like these other disciples. They were in the boat. The boat is going down. But they, they feel safer being in something that is going down than walking on water where Jesus is because Jesus was in control of that situation. And that is how many of us are. You know, we hold on to what we have when the Prince of Peace is, is offering us so much more, you know, above the storm, above the challenges, above what we are going through. I love Peter. He said, Jesus, if you're walking on this thing, I think I can also walk on it as well. I'd rather die walking with you than staying here in the boat without you. That's why he said, Jesus, if you're the one, command me to come. So as he, I want you to picture this with me. As he's stepping out of the boat and he took the first step and he didn't sink, do you know what happened in his heart? Do you know what happened in his mind? He received peace. When he was in the boat, he was panicking. He was troubled. Yeah, that's why he wanted to really be sure if this was Jesus. When he was given the assurance, when he took the first step, and he actually stepped on water, and he realized he was not sinking, something happened to his heart. Something happened to his mind. Peace flooded his soul. Then he took the next step, the peace of God started growing in his mind and started growing in his heart. That is what happens when we follow God. That is what happens when we trust in Jesus. Hallelujah. When we trust in Jesus, what was threatening us loses power. What was threatening to bring us down loses its hold over our lives. As we take steps of faith, you know, to obey God and to follow God, and to follow Jesus, I'm telling you, peace begins to grow in our hearts and in our minds. So he took the first step. He was peaceful. He looked around and he said, hmm, it's working. And 
only this thing that was threatening us in the boat. I can actually walk over it. I'm sure he looked back and he saw how those guys were suffering in the boat. And he said, you don't know what you're missing. I mean, they were still there. Now, when you look at this story, I don't want you to miss something here very powerful. The storm was still raging. The wind was still blowing. By the time Jesus was telling Peter to come out of the boat, he had not commanded the winds to stop. So the wind was still blowing. The storm was still raging. It was a boisterous wind buffeting the boat. But when Peter stepped out of that boat following Jesus, what was fighting the boat stopped fighting him. What was buffeting the boat stopped buffeting him. And peace entered his mind and in his heart. And here is Peter walking. He was peaceful. But for a moment, he was walking, enjoying. Wow. Sure, he was looking at the disciples saying, wow. Mm, it feels very good. I am like Jesus. I can walk on water. I'm like Jesus. The storm can't catch me. Mm, maybe he was even playing with the storm. Catch me now. You can't catch me now. <laughs> catch me if you can. <laughs> but it was for a moment. And that's why we want to look at Peter versus peace. Because something happened. He made a couple of blunders before he reached to where Jesus was. And that's what I want us to talk about and then we pray. Three blunders that Peter made that caused the peace that was in his heart to dissolve. Number one, it was his speech. In verse 28, he said, Lord, if... Now, you, can say, you cannot say Lord and then you put if. if. If you say Lord and then you put if, it means you are believing, then at some point you stop believing. If it is Lord, he is Lord all the way. You understand what I'm saying? You can't say Lord and then you say if. Because if introduces doubt in the statement. He says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come on the water. I, I like what you, I, I see, but I am not very sure. <laughs> I like it that you are walking on water. But I am not very sure about this. I believe, but when I look at you, you don't really look real. And what you're doing, I have never seen it before. So he was not very convinced about Jesus. So we are seeing that his speech was full of doubt. But Jesus, when you look at the previous verse, he had already told them, not just Peter alone, he had already told them who he was. And that's why he told them, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. The previous verse, he had said, it is I. It is me. It is Jesus. It is, I am the one who told you to go to the other side. But Peter said, Lord, if. So his speech was full of doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, how you speak can either introduce peace or doubt in your heart. Your mouth can trigger doubt or peace in your, in your heart or in your life. How you speak can trouble your heart. The words that you use can trouble your heart. The words that you use can trouble your mind. That's why you have to be careful what you say. If you say, I'm stressed, you'll be stressed. Oh, yes. If you say, I have no peace, there will be no peace. If you enter your house and you say, there will be no peace in this house, you have already declared it. You, I want problems. <laughs> I don't want peace. I'm telling you, they will come. Problems will come with their cousins, with their relatives, with their brothers. They will come to your house. What you say is what you're going to experience. If you say, I'm giving up, you give up. If you say, I'm depressed to the core, you'll be depressed to the core. Your language will either trigger peace or worry in your heart. Peter said, Lord, if. So already, part of him was believing, but part of him was worried. Part of him was believing, but part of him was worried. You see, in Mark chapter 4, the story that we read during lunchtime, Jesus said, peace be still. In other words, the storm was raging, but Jesus spoke the opposite 
of what was happening. There was turbulence in the sea. But Jesus said, peace, be still. He spoke the opposite of what was happening. When you're troubled, you should speak peace. When you're worried, you should speak peace. When you feel oppressed and stressed, you should speak peace in your mind and in your heart. When there is chaos in your life, you should speak peace. Tell your neighbor, speak peace. Oh, today at least I have an audience. I can tell somebody, turn to your neighbor and tell them, speak peace. Yeah, no matter what you're going through, you should always speak peace. When there is trouble, speak peace. When there is pain, speak peace. When you feel stress, don't say I'm stressed. Speak the peace of God in your mind. Speak the peace of God in your heart. Hallelujah. When you're feeling low, speak the peace of God. Because what you say is what will happen to you. When Jesus said, peace be still, all of a sudden the wind ceased. The waves stopped buffeting the boat. Whatever you speak, that is what is going to happen to you. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 7 to 10, talks about this prophet who was taken to a valley that was full of dry bones. And God told him, prophesy, say something to these bones. And then he said, I prophesied as I was commanded. The valley was full of dry bones, but he spoke something that was different from the reality that was in the ground. And when he spoke it, what happened? The Bible says suddenly there was a rattling. Bone came together. Bone to bone. Sinewings on the flesh came upon them. The skin covered them. But there was no breath. So these bones came together. It became actually um, like, um, like a creature, but without, you know, life. Then he turned to God again. And God told him, prophesy again. Then he said, I prophesy as I was commanded. And when he prophesied, what happened? The Bible says, then four winds, you know, four winds came, all breath and all breath on this lane. They, the winds came from four different directions. Let me read it. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to the breath, that says the Lord God, come from the four winds, all breath and breathe on this lane that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And breath came into them and they lived and stood up their feet an exceedingly great army. Become a prophet when you're in trouble. Speak the opposite of what you're being faced with. Declare the opposite of what is happening in your heart and in your mind. And whatever you declare, that is what you're going to see. May you become a peace ambassador. No matter what you're being faced with, speak peace. There's not enough money in the house. Speak peace. Hallelujah. Your husband has come home and you can, when you look at him, you can see that he has come for war. Speak peace. <laughs> Diffuse him with peace in the name of Jesus. Your, your wife is up in arms. She's ready for war. Oh, she's ready for you. Mercy, Lord. <laughs> Speak peace. Because peace has a way of diffusing anything that will bring trouble to your heart and to your mind. Amen. So tell your neighbor, watch your speech. Watch what you say. Number two, hallelujah. It was lack of proper discernment that introduced trouble in the heart of this guy called Peter. He enjoyed peace, but for a very short time. But because he lacked discernment, his heart was troubled. Verse 29 to 30, the Bible says, when Peter had come out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Fantastic. Somebody say fantastic. But before he reached where Jesus was, look at what happened. But when he saw the wind, that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. This is a guy who is depending on what Jesus has said. Jesus said, come, and he stepped out of the boat, and he started walking on water. And the water was turbulent. But he shifted his eyes and he started looking at something else. And when he looked at that particular thing, trouble. Trouble struck his life. Now, there's something that I want you to see. There are two things that are at play here. This is very powerful. I've never seen this. I saw it today. In fact, I stood up in my office and I started shouting. I said, oh, God, your word is so rich. There are two things here. 
there are two things at play here. When Peter got out of the boat, the first thing that you need to notice is the wind was boisterous. When he got out of the boat, the wind was boisterous. The wind was still raging. I wish I can demonstrate how a raging wind sounds like. Something like that. It was raging. It was a storm. It was raging. And these were men, you know. And when you see men have got to a place where now they are hopeless, it is serious. When women are hopeless, we can solve it. <laughs> but when men are hopeless, hey, it is serious, my friend. It is a crisis. So this wind was strong, very, very strong. Their boat was being, you know, buffeted, moving from side to side, threatening to capsize. So the wind was there. But there is something else that we don't see, yet is very powerful, that I saw today. Can I tell you? No, I'll not tell you. Eh? Can I tell you? When Peter got out of the boat, there was an invisible power that was sustaining him, that enabled him to walk on the water. There was an invisible power that made him stay afloat. And you see, most of us don't see that power because it cannot be seen. It cannot be seen with your naked eye. And that's why you need discernment. You see, he lacked discernment because he depended only on his two eyes. And what do your two eyes see? They see the wind is boisterous. The eyes tell you, mm, are you sure? Are you sure you're walking on water? According to physics, you're not supposed to walk on water. Are you sure? Are you sure? But there was an invisible power. An invisible power that was released when Jesus said, come. So he needed discernment to see that power because it was that power that was actually sustaining him on top of water. It was not his not might. It was not his experience. He was not swimming. No. He was, he was walking on water. So there was an invisible power that was sustaining him. Now, when he lacked discernment and he only focused on what was natural, his peace did not last. When he lacked discernment and focused on what was just natural, his, his, his tranquility did not last. No wonder the Bible says when he saw that the wind was boisterous. But I wish, I, I wish he saw beneath his feet to see the supernatural power of God that was sustaining him on water. He didn't see that because he didn't have discernment. The only thing that he saw was the boisterous wind. And when he looked at that and he saw how the wind was raging, the little peace that he was enjoying when he was coming out of the boat disappeared. When you lack discernment, God might be moving so mightily in your life, but because you are focused on the trouble, you will never have peace because you lack discernment. You see, let me tell you something. What sustained Jesus or what made Jesus to stay afloat on water such a long distance from the land to the middle of the sea and he was not wet and he was not sinking was the same power wow. <laughs> that sustained Peter in a brief moment when he got out of the boat. So if that power was able to sustain Jesus from the land all the way to the middle of the sea, what is the distance between the boat and where Jesus was? It's nothing. It is nothing. But because he lacked discernment, it was a very short distance. Very short distance. Because when Jesus spoke, they could hear him. So that means he was around them. He was just around that boat. A very short distance. But because he lacked discernment, he started sinking. He lost his peace. What a revelation. I was shouting when I, when, when I got this revelation. I was shouting, man. You know, I stood up in my office. I was shouting. But you're not shouting anyway. It's fine. <laughs> so discernment will make you see the hand of God, the invisible hand of God, when, you, when you're in the middle of trouble. And that is what will ensure that you have peace in your heart. We don't have peace because there is no trouble. 
We have peace because we know that the supernatural power, the invisible supernatural power of God is at work in our lives, even in the midst of chaos and trouble. Hallelujah. So when you have discernment, you will see this power. And when you see this power, you will remain peaceful. Let me say that again. When you have discernment, you will see the hand of God working in your life in the midst of your trouble and problems. And when you see the supernatural hand of God and the power of God at work in your life, you will always be peaceful. I mean, hell has broken loose in your life, but you can still see the invisible hand of God in your situation. You will remain peaceful because you know that it is God who is keeping you afloat. The wind is blowing. The wind is raging. The waters are turbulent, but you can still see the hand of God sustaining you. I pray that may your eyes be open. May you have discernment. May you see the hand of God at work, regardless of what you're going through in Jesus' name. I wish I had time. In 2 Kings chapter 6, let me just paraphrase it. It gives us a story of a prophet, Prophet Elisha, and he was surrounded because there was a king who was not happy with him. The king of Syria wanted to attack the king of Israel. But every time he wanted to attack the king of Syria, he re, uh, the king of Israel, he realized that the king of Israel was one step ahead of him. Then he said, one of you here is sabotaging me. He was speaking to his servants. Say, one of you here is sabotaging. One of you here is working for the king of Israel. Because every time I want to attack the king of Israel, it's like he already knows what I had planned against him. Then one guy said, nobody here is working against you, king. But I know of a prophet in Israel by the name Elisha. He will even hear what you're doing with your wife in the bedroom. <laughs> Somebody say mercy. That is how sharp prophet Elisha was. And the king said, if you talk in your bedroom with your wife, prophet Elisha can hear everything. So everything you plan here, prophet Elisha is able to see. And that's why he informs the king of Israel and that's why by the time you want to attack the king of Israel, he is one step ahead of you. The king of Syria was mad. He said, I'm sending soldiers, chariots, to go and arrest, you know, prophet Elisha. Now, for me, if somebody is able to hear what you are talking about in the bedroom with your wife, I cannot dare send soldiers. Because by the time I'm organizing my soldiers... He already knows. So you can see how foolish this king was. Anyway, he released the soldiers and they went and they surrounded the city. They surrounded the house where Prophet Elisha is. And Prophet Elisha was asleep, not bothered. That's why we prayed about sleeping. Yeah, the peace of God introduces another dimension of sleeping. Yeah, when you go to sleep, you sleep properly. Hallelujah. Tonight you will sleep properly in the name of Jesus. Prophet Elisha slept, slept. It is the servant who woke up before him. And when the servant went out, he said, oh, we are surrounded. He came back and said, Elijah, we are finished. We are finished. And Elijah said, relax. He said, no, 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 we are finished. The king of Syria has sent all his armies and they have come for you. Wow. Prophet Elijah said, relax. But he saw the way this guy is really tense. He said, okay, Lord, open his eyes. <laughs> Yeah, give him discernment. Let him see the invisible. Aish, Kada, Pastor Davis, you are catching it. Maybe I should just preach to you here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you are one. Preach to you as well. <laughs> so he prayed that God may open the eyes of his servant to see in the spirit, to have discernment. And when God opened his eyes, he saw that the armies that were protecting Elisha were more than the armies that had come to take him. This is to show you something. There is an invisible hand of God in your life. So you are not alone. Look at your neighbor, tell them, you are not alone. All you need is discernment. When you have discernment, you can never be afraid. Things might be tough, things might be difficult, but you can never be afraid. Because if God can just open your eyes, you will see that those who are for you are more than those who are against you. When you understand this, you will never be afraid. Hallelujah. I mean, a boss comes here and he's twisting his hips and he's saying, I'm sucking you today. You say, okay. It's okay. 
you don't get worried. Oh, I'm finished. I'm finished. If God can open your eyes to see, to see that there is nothing that that boss can do to you until God allows it to happen. And when he allows it to happen, it's because he has a better plan for you. He has a better plan for you. He has a better offer for you. I wish your eyes can be open. I wish your eyes can be open. If you can just see the invisible hand of God working behind the scenes, you will never be afraid. Somebody shout, I'll never be afraid. Shout it again, I will never be afraid. It is discernment that introduces peace in our hearts. Hallelujah. Here, ladies say there are no men. And they are worried. There are no men. You know, some ladies tell me there are no men in this church. When I look around, I just see boys. If God can open your eyes, you will be surprised. <laughs> you will be surprised the line. Yeah. It's a cue. But because you don't have discernment, you are worried. You are worried. Now look at me. Every time you celebrate your birthday, you are worried. You are worried. You are worried. Your time is flying. I pray that God may open your eyes. May you have discernment. Because discernment will introduce peace in your heart. Hallelujah. Lastly, and then we pray. Are you getting blessed? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three, he had little faith. Little faith. Little faith is intimidated by storms. He had little faith. And that's what Jesus told him and told the other disciples. You know, when you look at that scripture, you know, the guy was sinking. Then he cried out. He said, oh, Jesus, save me. Save me. Save me. You see, when you're going down, that's when your perspective changes. Before he went down, he shifted his eyes from Jesus and he started going down. But on his way down, he realized I've made a mistake. So he refocused. And he turned his eyes to Jesus, lifted up his voice and said, Jesus, save me. And immediately the Bible says Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, All ye of little faith, why did you doubt? When you are leaving the boat, you are full of faith. But why did you doubt? You are sinking is not because you are a sinner. You are sinking is because you had little faith. Little faith is intimidated by storms. That's where you have to grow your faith every day. Me, I want to have the faith like the one Jesus had. Hallelujah. A faith. Oh, you're called faith. <laughs> faith that makes you walk from the island to the middle of the sea without a boat. Without getting wet. Without sinking. Walking from the island. Because he had gone to pray. Walking from the island all the way to the middle of the sea. Without sinking. That's the kind of faith I want. Can you imagine? I want you to know that the same, same storm that the disciples were facing, Jesus walked through it to get to where they were. Yeah. Jesus walked through it because his faith was not intimidated by a storm. When you have little faith, you will always be troubled. Something small, you know, something, a negative situation will take place in your heart. It breaks your heart. You start sinking because you have little faith. Jesus, Jesus said, oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? That's why we have to pray that we may have the kind of faith that Jesus has. You know, Jesus asked, if I come back, will I find faith on earth? Because when he looks around the way things are going, like a lot of us have little faith. Look at the church. People have little faith. That's why some of people are not even in the CMG today. Because of little faith. Hallelujah. Maybe they lost job, a job, you, they lost money or something happened. They are so troubled. The storm has overwhelmed them to a point where they can't look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of their faith. Little faith is dangerous. You will always be troubled. You will always be stressed. You will always be unbelieving. That's why you need to have the Jesus kind of faith. Hallelujah. Tonight you have to pray that your faith may grow. Your faith may grow. And it's not faith of one. Your faith may grow in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Pastor Dennis is saying amen. I don't know what he's saying amen to. Eh? Your faith may grow. So amen to both. Your faith may grow <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Last scripture, Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. And then we pray. 
My goodness. I can't believe it. It's 10 minutes to 9. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. There is peace in believing. There is peace in faith that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we want to pray for three things today. Number one, you want to pray that you will always, actually you should speak peace. That's the first prayer. Just speak peace. Yeah, in your troubled marriage, speak peace. In your troubled life, speak peace. When things are not going well, just speak peace in the name of Jesus. Amen. Take some time right now and just declare peace. Speak peace in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Speak peace in your life, in your home, in your family, in your house. Speak peace right now. In that CMG, speak peace in the name of Jesus. Oh, Kalalabashata. Oh, Brikatanama. Speak peace right now. Speak peace. Declare peace. Peace of mind. Peace of heart. Yes. Don't speak negativity. Speak peace over your situation. Speak peace over your life. Speak peace over your circumstance right now in the name of Jesus. Where there is strife, where there is trouble, where there is pain, where there is depression. Speak peace right now. Replace every negative situation in your life with peace in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Speak it, speak it, speak it. Speak peace over your children. Speak peace over your marriage. Speak peace over your family. Speak peace over your house. Speak peace over your circumstances. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Yes. 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 Every man in the CMG, every woman in the CMG, Every young person in the CMG, open your mouth and prophesy as you are being commanded. Prophesy peace. Prophesy tranquility in your heart, in your mind, in your family, in your house right now. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. We speak peace over this country. We speak peace over this city. We speak, we speak peace over Africa. We speak peace over this entire world. In the name of Jesus, prophesy, 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 as you are being commanded by the word of God, prophesy, as you are being commanded by God's word, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy to your stone, prophesy to the raging sea, prophesy to the turbulent waters in your life in the name of Jesus, speak it in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, everybody pray. Everybody prophesy. Prophesy peace. Prophesy peace. Prophesy peace. Prophesy peace. Yes, yes. I want you to pray for discernment that you will see the invisible hand of God in every situation that you're going through. Pray that God may open your eyes to see him at work no matter what you're going through. Because as long as you can see his hand at work, you will always have peace in your heart. Lift your voice and pray right now for discernment. Discernment in the name of Jesus. Discernment. Oh, Ibrakata mashata la 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 bandele 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 band
you will see it. We shall see it. We shall experience it. We shall see it in the name of Jesus. Discernment, discernment, discernment. Discernment, discernment, discernment. In the name of Jesus. Discernment, discernment, discernment. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father, thank you. Yes, thank Lord. you, Father, tomorrow for the sun. Yes, Lord. Thank you for the Lord, Father. Jesus. Lord, the sun and to God upon our lives. In the name of Jesus. Upon our every receptacle of our faith. In the name of Jesus. Now pray that you'll have the faith like the one Jesus has. Like the one Jesus had. In the name of Jesus. Pray for the Jesus kind of faith to explode in your life in the name of Jesus. Raise your voice and begin to pray right now. In the name of Jesus. As we look to you. In the name of Jesus. Yes. We pray activate a different kind of faith tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ, O God. We receive the Jesus kind of faith in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, O God. Tonight, my Father, as we Lord, my Father, pray, O God. We invoke, O God, my Father, Lord, your power, my Father, Lord, God, to activate, my Father, my God, a faith, O God, my Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes. A faith that shall cause us to walk, my Father, over storms. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. we activate, O God, Father, Lord, of Jesus' kind of faith to walk, O God, my Father, Lord, through the storms in the name of Jesus Christ, O God. We activate tonight, O God. Faith, O God, my Father, Jesus' kind of faith. My God, my Father, over our Lord, over God, our eyes. In the name of Jesus Christ, O God. A faith that shall cause us, my Father, to walk above the storms. In the name of Jesus Christ, O God. To walk above the boisterous, O God, Father, my Father, winds. In the name of Jesus Christ, O God. Tonight, O God, my Father. Yes. Lord, we activate, O God. Yes. My Father, a Jesus kind yes. of faith, O God. Lord Almighty, we shed off, O God, my Father, the little faith. We shed off, O God, the little kind of faith, O God. We Father, to have despair, O God, my Father, the little kind of faith, O God. And receive, O God, my Father, a Jesus kind of faith in the name of Jesus Christ, O God. To walk above the storms, to walk, my Father, above and over the waves in the name of Jesus Christ, O God. To walk, my Father, to over God. Yes. Humongous faith, oh God. Yes. Lord, giant kind of yes. faith. In the mighty name of yes. Jesus Christ, oh God. Of Jesus. And Father, we shed off, oh God, Brand our little God. faith. Lord, we shed off our little faith, oh God. And receive a Jesus kind of faith tonight. To walk above our spider stones. To walk above the boisterous ways, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, oh God. We receive it tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I want to ask Rose to pray for discernment as we agree together. And then Pastor Dennis is going to pray that we may have the Jesus kind of faith as we agree together. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we have to go and Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, O God. Mm. 
tonight oh god my father we are here oh god my father and we are believing you for the jesus kind of faith yes yes that is the faith that we want to walk in oh yes. god yes that from now on we shall walk in that faith oh yes. god that father we shall trust you for the impossible oh yes. god that is anything that is beyond our reach oh god my yes. father yes. we shall believe you for oh god yes. we shall trust you for oh jehovah god yes. in the name of jesus christ oh god, god we pray that. oh jehovah god my father mm. for that faith oh god mm. to walk oh god my father Hallelujah. on stormy seas oh jehovah god in the name, in the of, name jesus. of jesus christ oh yes. god even when things around us oh god yes. are in are in are in commotion oh god yes. the father we shall walk oh god yes. on this on the storm jehovah god yes. as jesus christ did in the name of, the jesus, name of christ. jesus father we come before you we pray oh jehovah god mm. that father let this be our new reality oh yes. god let this be our new reality oh jehovah god let us shift our focus oh god my father mm. from oh god my father the the natural oh god yes. and let us shift our focus to you oh god yes. in the name of jesus christ oh god yes. we pray for that faith oh god yes. and we walk in that faith oh yes. god yes. we know elisha walked in it oh yes. god yes. we believe the father we are walking in it yes. as well in the, oh name god. Of in the name of jesus christ oh god mm. that's the that same kind of faith oh god mm. that's what we are walking in and mm. we trust in you oh god mm. that father we shall continue oh god mm. in that oh god mm. thank you for our new reality oh god yes. abundance of faith oh god yes. that we are walking in yes. in jesus name amen. amen and father we pray that our tongue will declare peace oh, yes we pray that our mouth will declare peace yes we will not speak what the situation is screaming at us. Yes, we will defy negative situations. Yes, we will defy turbulences, yes, chaos, trouble yes, by speaking peace. In the name of Jesus. Peace in our lives. Yes, peace in our minds. Yes, Jesus. Peace in our hearts. Yes, peace in our homes. Yes, peace in our marriages. Yes, Jesus. Peace in our families. Yes, Jesus. In the, name of Jesus. in the name of Jesus, no matter how turbulent things will be, yes. we shall not agree yes. with the storm. We shall not agree yes. with the raging wind. We shall not agree with circumstances. Yes. Like Jesus, we shall declare peace. Yes. We shall say, peace be still. Yes. We shall say, peace be still. Yes. We shall decree peace in every situation yes. in our lives in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, even tonight, I speak peace. I decree peace yes, over every troubled heart, yes, over every troubled mind. I speak peace in every house. In the name of Jesus. I speak peace in every home. Yes, I speak peace in every marriage. Yes, I speak the peace of God over every family yes, in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. I decree we shall not be like Peter. We shall not sink yes. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our peace will be permanent. Yes. Our peace will not be short-lived. Yes, our peace will be permanent yes. in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's clap our hands and celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Shout to the Lord with a voice. Amen and amen. Wow. We thank God for his peace. So don't be like Peter. Make your peace permanent. And no matter what you're going through, that you may not sink in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you know what? It's giving time. It is time to give. Take your phone. go to Mpesa, you can go to Paybill, and so your gift to the Lord. Amen. Are you happy we are giving? Yes. Are you excited we are giving? Yes. All right. Paybill is 361-751. I told you that we are using all forces. We are praying. We are fasting. And we are giving. We are praying. We are fasting. And we are giving. Amen. Amen. When you give, you will never lack. When you give, you will enjoy peace forever. I have never seen somebody who has given and they are poor. They are always blessed. Amen. So as you give, may you be blessed. In Jesus' name. 
It's a peace offering you're giving. Hallelujah. Alright, if you're ready, we can pray. Lift up that offering. We pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. As we honor you today, I pray that may your blessings come upon us. As we sow this seed, it's because we have discernment. We know the power of giving. We know that when we give, it comes back to us, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So we see giving with spiritual eyes. We are discerning to know that giving works. Receive the offerings that your people are giving today. And may they stay afloat. I pray that the economy will not sink them. I pray, I pray that the Kenyan shilling, it will not sink them in the name of Jesus. The forces that are working against many people, they will not sink them in the name of Jesus. They will stay afloat because your hand is upon them. In Jesus' name we pray. We shout a big amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazutechero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.